Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you're joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. Brody. Hello. And James. Hello. I wasn't sure Shannon was paying any attention there. He's busy frantically texting where his phone. What a multitasker. I'm so impressed. I am, yeah. <laughs> uh, James. I, I thought yep. it was going to be a yep or something. response. There we go. Uh, I promised you I would look into your tweets this week, and I did. And I saw you tweeting about the an official Game Boy and Game Boy Advance emulator potentially being on the way for the Nintendo <laughs> Switch after an online leak. You took a pretty dim view of the quality games you thought this might make available on the Switch. Are there any you would be excited for? No. <clears throat> would like i don't know i look to in my defense like i was obviously that tweet was extremely facetious so thanks for picking that one out out of all of them um but i get bet you like you're always that but yeah anyway um i think that nintendo's history with like the snes and the 64s are right but the snes and the nes like selections were quite whatever um, and they trickled out, so that's why I'm being a little bit cautious, you know? I've just, I've just learnt in the past few months that it's just easier not to look forward to anything, and then when you get, <laughs> then you get surprised when it's good, you know? <laughs> uh, Brody, do you think that the Game Boy games have a place on the Switch? Are there any you would be interested in diving back into? Um, Game Boy specifically, probably not. I mean, the, I don't really have a big affinity for the Game Boy itself. Um, like, I've played Tetris on it a bit, obviously the old Pokemon games, but, um, yeah, my first handheld really was a Game Boy Advance. And I think there's a lot of good games on Game Boy Advance, but like uh, like James sort of alludes to, like, the fact that the rollout for their other consoles hasn't been, you know, hasn't brought the fire stuff. Um, it's probably not realistic to expect that they'd bring all the, the AAA stuff to... Uh, to the service straight away, but I think the fact that they've been a little better with the Nintendo 64 stuff might signal that they're turning a corner and their their rollout would, might be a bit <clears throat> might be a bit better. So I um, think yeah, there's a list out there of what leaked as well in terms of what they've got planned. I admit that I haven't looked at it, um, but I would love to. I think like with what I like, I think they should do for their strategy is like really put the games that aren't anywhere else. So like I don't know if you guys have ever heard of like Golden Sun. That was like a really popular um, RPG that was only on Game Boy Advance and DS. So, like, I would love to see that. What was that Game Boy Advance game where you had to play it in like the sunlight and it was affected? That by was the a Boktai. Yeah, um, the Kojima should... game. Bring that back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they would do that though, because there's no, because like there's that no, game there's no sun like anymore. A, yeah, it came with like a UV sensor built into the cartridge. So if you were playing it in the sun, yeah, it knew. <laughs> um, that would maybe, be cool. Maybe it just goes by the time of day or something, and they just makeshift it or something like that. But um, yeah, I'll be happy as long as they bring uh, you know, uh, Dragon Ball Z Legacy of Goku to the uh, to the thing because <laughs> that is ten. Yeah, out of I used 10. to love those. I used oh, to play them on PC all the time. So good. They were great such games for sure. That's cute. The Game Boy Advance was like such an early console, like within my history as a gamer. Like, uh, when did that come out? I feel like I was two thousand one, you know, maybe. I think when yeah, you were born, yeah. you were. That, <laughs> yeah. was, that was the first console that I purchased with my own like pocket money and stuff. Like I purchased with my own money. Oh really? Oh or, wow. Yeah, always my own like console. I think. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, the kind of quality games I was playing at that time were, like, mainly, like, movie tie-ins and that kind of thing. So I can't say there's any I'd be, like, hugely excited about playing again. Even, even, like, the Max Payne game on Game Boy Advance. So good. Like, there's some underrated gems out there. The problem is, like, a lot of the great games on Game Boy Advance were just, like, console ports that were cool because you could play them on... Yeah. ...that are portable, like, all the Mario games and stuff. Like, there weren't many original... Mario games, if any, on Game Boy Advance, I could be wrong. But anyway, that's... I think licensing is always going to be an issue, too. Yeah. Um, So, really, all of these services are really as good as the strength of their first party. Yeah. Shannon, how likely do you think this is to be true? And if it is, when do you think we might see it officially announced? I think it's... Look, the thing is, like, we don't even know 100% this was, like, a Nintendo emulator and not just some kind of fan emulator but i think regardless like it's going to come at some point it makes total sense as for when it's going to happen was 64 this year or last year i can't even remember now it was was like september wasn't it or something october so i feel like roughly that time this year Mm. will happen i guess the the key thing is like are they just going to lump this into the expansion pack like surely they're not going to charge more for this again but it is nintendo there's like hint. a split though to the uh, the online subscription, right? Like, isn't just the entry level get you access to the back catalog of games anyhow? Like, surely it would nah, just sixty four is the, the other one. Oh, okay. And right. I can't see them adding any more to the base one. Can I just yeah. quickly confirm? Is Game Boy and Game Boy Color on the Switch yet? No, it's all three. It was both of them, wasn't it? Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, or was it just Game Boy Advance that leaked? Because we actually ran a rumor in August 21 that Game Boy and Game Boy Color well, were Well, 64 and, and Game Boy were, were rumored at the same time yeah. from memory. And that still hasn't happened, which is weird. But that's, so, that's Nintendo. Like, they could all they could have all yeah, of this true. ready to go and they would still just hold it back until, like, the Switch is dead. Then they'll finally release everything and we'll <laughs> start again with the Switch 2. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of yeah. sense half the time, does it? <laughs> Brody wants Andy... Mc- I'm going back through time. Brody wants Andy McDonald's skateboarding. On Game Boy Color, apparently. I actually played the shit out of that. <laughs> I played the shit out of that game. Good yeah, because when THQ and MTV made games together, because that was that was a Game Boy Color game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, geez, man, you just brought me back. Yeah. Bring back. Those I think, days. like, as well as like all the Pokemon games on Game Boy, like even though we've had remakes of pretty much all of them, like I still think mm. quite a lot of people would want to go back to those, and that would be a big draw card for Switch Online for a lot of people. I think, and Nintendo know that. Yeah, there's always going to be that, like, nostalgia itch to scratch, really, isn't there? Um, Yeah, I don't know how big that audience is, to be honest. Like, I can't see myself personally, like, making time to go back and play these games. But then that wasn't really my peak era. Like, if you were to come and tell me that... The annoying thing is, like, there's still so many 64 games and, like, SNES games and NES games that we want that are just, like, the drip feed is so painful at this point, honestly. Like, the generation's going to get skipped. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I hear you on that. All right, well, let's talk about something maybe a little more controversial then, uh, with recent reports having indicated that both Sony and Microsoft are looking into further monetizing free-to-play games on their respective platforms through in-game advertising. I feel like this might be something we've discussed in the past before, but it certainly seems to be um, becoming much more of a reality, um, and it looks like we're going to have some major players making some big plays in that space pretty soon. Uh, James, do you think there's a place for advertising in video games? And if so, like, what might be some of the benefits of it? Like, I don't know if I can say there's benefits. Um, 
I like I I've been I, I feel like we'd say as an example I don't know an example a lot of people have picked picked up on Twitter and I remember this as well I don't know if any of you guys ever played um like Ghost Recon or Rainbow Six Vegas back in the day and maybe even Prototype a lot of these games had billboards that were for real products um mm. and I remember returning to those games years later and they pulled new ads from like. Recent, oh wow! Yeah, like so, it was obviously some weird service that obviously that auto updated no matter when you were playing. Um, so, like, in for I, I just think it's like it's fine to do it in a way that's like non intrusive. Like you know, with Rainbow Six, like you're running down a street and you see ads on a bus stop. Like to me, that's fine. You know, I'm like cool. Yeah. Like who cares? Like that's a. There was literally an ad for Links <laughs> in Rainbow Six Vegas. Um, Right next to the Doritos ad. Probably necessary for gamers (laughs) to have deodorant advertising in every game. Now, now. They've come I (laughs) I was going to say, like, the time for this seems like it was the past generations where, like, you'd have a loading screen and that would actually be a really good time to place an ad Mm. in the game. Where now we've come to the point where there is literally no loading screen. So, it's like if you're putting in... An ad, and I assume, like James is saying, like this isn't your FIFA type situation where it's like a billboard on the sideline. This is like a full screen type of ad that you're being forced to watch before you play around a Fortnite and such. I assume, but that would be really annoying and counterproductive to what these new consoles have sort of been promising and and SSD speeds and stuff now. Yeah, like I feel like there's certainly a way you can uh, make it work, and this was going to be my question to you, Shannon, as well. Is like how how do you integrate with games? And I think some things are quite logical like like sports and racing games to some extent like you're used to even just watching those on tv and being surrounded by ads so within the game space it kind of meant makes sense that the the walls of the stadium or like the edges of the track have advertisements adorning them um but yeah then it comes to something like i was talking about this with friends in the week like something like elden ring how do you how the hell would you incorporate ads into a game like elden ring that it makes any sense within the game world and maybe yeah. like it just doesn't like maybe I, it's I don't think it does on a cutscene, and it's just very much an ad um I, but I then i guess like this isn't touted for games like that that are no, we're speaking like free to play like, like your fortnites yeah. your apex legends and i will say like putting my business hat on like gamers are like one of the hardest segments to reach because they don't really watch much free to air they're not really listening yeah. to radio like they're playing games and listening to podcasts and whatever so i can really and i can see that working because market. they have to market their own product as it is anyway right like in in um, rocket league outside the arena you see stadium like uh billboards and stuff all around it um and in apex legends they've got the banners that display like scores yeah. and stuff or maybe like a new so- season but they could also easily be swapped out with ads and highlights um, and stuff i could see being sponsored by batman or whatever the latest movie is or like the latest soft drink like definitely seeing it be more intrusive in games without it being like here's a 30 second ad that you can pay to skip or whatever like i think it'll mm. just be like quicker two or three second snapshots yeah. for highlights and between rounds and whatever yeah. else but i think Hopefully it, it never becomes what it is in the mobile space where it's just like yeah. you've got to sit there for a 15 second ad Look, otherwise like spend I wouldn't, tokens I'm, to I'm not even going to put it past like EA Ubisoft to literally charge someone like 10 bucks to disable ads or something like Didn't they're going they to try to do this with money. 2k like the 2k games had um ads for yeah, Oculus NBA, running yeah. I think yeah you're I have right a feeling this is when we last discussed the it yeah 
Yeah. Brody, what do you make of all of this? Like, we've spoken a lot about kind of the rising cost of the game development. At the same time, players are expecting to play less for games with subscription services like Game Pass, etc. Like, do you think this is just kind of necessary to recoup some of the expenses of game development? Or, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? What are your concerns? Um, yeah, I guess my concerns are similar to James's. Like, it's, it's more like how obtrusive it is going to be in the game and obviously depending on the game itself like I, i've got no issue with things like you know we saw in death stranding like them uh spooking yeah. like monster and then you saw in alan wake like they had the energizer batteries and like um like it was all it was subtle enough in world and it felt somewhat believable i guess like death stranding slightly less so that was a bit more egregious but um like that didn't break the game for me it didn't break immersion or anything like that um so i mean if it was like product placement like that like i wouldn't have a drama like it's in every movie you watch it's um it's it's like everywhere so it's like if if done subtly enough it's fine but yeah if it's if i'm gonna like boot up halo infinite for example and then um Mm. have to sit through like a six second or two six second ads like you do on youtube before i can get into a game then it's probably gonna miff me a tad but um yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it's handled, for sure. I think um, even just, just thinking about it now, like, it, again, last gen, it would have made such sense just to boot into a game, like, booting into Fortnite and having an ad play, when now, like, you don't even have that boot screen. You're, like, straight into a yeah. match, even if your console's off. So I really don't know where they're going to place them in naturally. Sorry, James, go on with your thought. Two, okay. Um, two more thoughts, actually. I had two. Um, <laughs> I said one, one. Per- the first, <laughs> okay. The first one just quickly. Um, Street Fight. I think with fighting games, um, Street Fighter does this. I feel like quite well in that. Um, you can it, when you're loading a match, it'll just quickly show you like a batch, an ad for, and it was usually internal stuff like you know, buy some skins or something for this game. Like here's these new skins that have just come out, and that was like I think quite effective because you were waiting anyway. Mm. Um, but I've lost my second point already um so i think there are plenty on. of games that do that right like even that, yeah like I like think even when fine. you die and like in fortnite right like they just kind of automatically have you search for new games you're watching kill cams and stuff right like you could all too easily just sit there and like have even if it's not necessarily full screen advertising just like banner, but it's just something like minimized the, like if you're watching a footy yeah. match like there's shit on the screen all the time yeah like, all the time do you know what i mean yeah. like um <laughs> i do like the idea now of like a kill cam brought to you by gatorade uh, yeah. The, yeah like the Doritos kill cam, 3D <laughs> kill cam or something, because they're back now, everyone. Very important news. Um, now, what I was... But then I can't help but feel this is also, like, a little bit rich in that microtransactions for these games, like, people buy skins and the cost of those skins is really not a lot and you're making so much money off that. Um, you know, like, Ultimate Team, we know how much they make on stuff like that, which isn't really expensive for them to produce like and then to have ads on top of that feels a little bit rich like i i can't help yeah. but feel that's a bit shit um yeah but yeah i mean no, at I the think- end of the day like i think that the games still be as long as the games are still playable and like reasonable we we good you know and the thing is as well like if fortnite was to do like a 20 second ad before every game like people aren't going to stop playing it either and an epic no so and i almost feel like the way that they've been advertising their own products at the moment has been like conditioning people for like this reality um they're just not marketing themselves anymore they're marketing other brands and other products and whatnot so yeah 
it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. But rest assured, we will talk about it more on the podcast when whatever happens, happens. And speaking of future games and future plans, let's pivot to talking about what Naughty Dog are up to at the moment. Obviously, always one of my favorite topics of discussion. Um, but in the latest, what I'm now referring to as leaked LinkedIn leaks, a Naughty Dog employee has made mention of a, quote, unannounced multiplayer project and an unannounced remake project in their experience at the studio. Um, Shannon. How certain are you that these are referencing to the long-rumoured Last of Us Factions multiplayer game and the remake of the original game? Look, as much as I would love to say it's a Jack 2 remake, like I'm, I'm <laughs> fairly sure, unless the rumours are wildly wrong, that these are both of those things. Is Naughty Dog confirmed to be doing a new IP as well, or is that like not confirmed, but like... Have the I, room, think, I, I had to remind myself of this earlier today, but I, I think, think Jason Fry's report was that they're in pre-production for something new and there's capacity yeah. at the studio to be kind of working these other things. So they took over yeah. the project that had already been started by like the visual arts people, yeah. some collective that had started the remake initially. Um, yeah, I, I, I yeah. think it's both of those things. And you would, you would think that both are nearing completion. Like we haven't, Last of Us has been out for, what, over two years now? We're just under two years and we haven't ever heard Part about two has, yeah, yeah. the multiplayer. Yeah, so I'd feel like we would be hearing about both of these things. Yeah, especially year. when, like, Factions was talked about in the lead-up to that game coming out and it became, like, a bigger thing that they wanted to kind of treat separately. And, yeah, hopefully we see that sometime soon. And certainly with, like, the show coming out later this year, it seems year. like an yeah, opportune time to do that. Or next year. Yeah, I, I think it, it makes sense to, to drop all these things at once and have everything the last of us ready for people to to play after watching yeah james i know you're not as crash hot about last of us and naughty dog as i am but do these personally interest you in any way um and if not can you see them as being successful like obviously a standalone multiplayer title and a remake like a little bit different from what naughty dog are, what we're accustomed to seeing from naughty dog takes a swig of his lacroix is that a lacroix is that what that is it's a. It's, I can't even read the label. It's a foreign beer. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Let's let's move on. Um, I needed to get some courage. No, because I know what this group is like. Except Brody, maybe. Um, yeah. I like like you guys when we were talking about this off show earlier in the week. You guys were like, "This is what they're doing," and I'm like, "How exciting for them!" Like, I think factions. <laughs> Like, forgive me, like, tell me if I'm wrong, but I f- with multi-million <laughs> face... I just love it. I wish... <laughs> we need to make a video podcast. Um, <laughs> we need... Yeah, I, I just feel like Last of Us multiplayer, I, like, yes, mo- Uncharted multiplayer, like, I feel like people really liked that. I just didn't really... F- I feel like the vibe with Last of Us multiplayer wasn't that... Like, I would say it's the other way around. Uh, like, really? Okay. I liked yeah. it. I really liked it. But I, I will say that I feel like it's been a long time and I, I would be less excited for it now than I would have a year ago, to be Look, honest. that ship... I just feel like the ship for Last of Us multiplayer has well and truly sailed, but... I yeah. Feel like, with the HBO series coming out and stuff, like, that really... If you're going to release it, prime, that is the prime time to release it. I um, think it would have had, like, <clears throat> a lot of impact in six months after, like, the game had come out and now I feel like... Like the last and was there was rumors kind of that this high... is going to be standalone and like probably free to play as well, right? Which probably does lend itself to that as well. That being yeah, said, in... in Sony's defense, they don't really have. I'm just trying to think to make sure I'm not wrong. I don't think they have like a flagship multiplayer franchise on the PlayStation. 
Destruction All Stars. <laughs> yeah, besides that, which is also fantastic. <laughs> like, um, obviously, Mag. We could go back to Mag. No, well, that doesn't run anymore, babe. So that's not right. <laughs> um, so suck him. Like it, uh, it makes to me that makes. I feel like Last of Us is one of their strongest brands. Um, so that makes sense to me to have the multiplayer there. And like yeah. I said before, like the TV show, um, a remake of Last of Us, like to go to the other side of the what we're talking about just seems like so unnecessary and mm. so like i don't know i just it just seems like it was interesting reading the report again because they were saying that um uh, the report is that herman holst was like kind of discouraged by the progress that was being made um and the cost of things and apparently that was associated with trying to kind of like achieve the the step ups in the the look of the game and what they were doing with the engine and whatnot and i think that makes a lot of sense because even for like a game that's released in 2013 the original last of us still looks like good and looked good for like like that point in the generation and it's already been remastered for the ps4 like i feel like if you were to do a remake of it the overhaul would have to be like so significant that it probably would be quite expensive to do i've um, i've never gone back to the original last of us since it came out like i never played it on ps4 or haven't touched it on ps5 so i can't really speak to how different the experience is but i like i assume that like ai and stuff has come a long way since then true and i guess like gameplay mechanics wise like they could definitely polish up the first game an awful lot like if i'm i think that there is there is good reason to have that game remade but i don't think you should have naughty dog on it to be honest like i think that's a waste of naughty dog's talent but then again if you're Mm. gonna do it you probably want it done properly otherwise it's just a waste of time so i don't know Brody, I want to bring you in off the bench because I'm sure you've got heaps of opinions on this as well. To that point, like, do you think there's something more you'd rather see Naughty Dog do? Um, might there be other studios that are better suited um, to do this sort of work? Or do you think this is a good opportunity to kind of bring in some of that bungee input they've now got into kind of like creating this game as a service multiplayer and, and maybe kind of create like a tentpole multiplayer game that, that James has uh, alluded to? All right, let me address... Uh, Sorry, did I bombard you with questions? One of those 10 <laughs> questions first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, look, is there something I'd rather see them do? Yeah, look, probably more than three to four different things I'd rather see them do. I'd rather see a new Jack and Daxter game. I'd honestly rather a new installment of Uncharted, like whether they go... Oh, really? Yeah, I th- I'd think I'd rather Uncharted 5 than a remake of a game I've already played, for sure. Sure, okay, yeah. Um, you know, uh, the list goes on. Uh, but... Uh, uh, as for someone who might be better suited to this, like probably technically not, because who better to remake The Last of Us than Naughty Dog? But I mean, Bluepoint also have made mm. like they've built their studio up by making like remaking games like this. So yeah, um, done Demon's Souls. Yeah, I like that Bluepoint is doing their own thing now. Like I feel yeah. like that it's time for them to do their own thing. Yeah, like, they've, they've, cut, doing, yeah. they've cut their teeth right, and I think that was the idea behind the visual. I, I would need to look up their name, but the, this other group. I think that's like, about that right. Them them that Bluepoint's doing something new. I thought it was. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. what was that? Is it confirmed that they're doing something new? Bluepoint. I don't. I'm pretty sure they've said memory. that they are, aren't they? Or did I make that up? Oh, James, is, uh, you've, you've heard that first here, folks. Uh, <laughs> link on the podcast. Um, no, so look, I don't know. I just, I, I tend to agree that I feel like a remake of The Last of Us is wholly unnecessary. Um, I think it exists probably purely to like synergize with the TV show. And look, I understand that um, because I, I honestly think it would play well enough still today. Like I 
don't think like the AI would be that deplorable or that the fucking visuals are that deplorable that you need to yeah bring it forward seven years or eight years or whatever it is so um yeah i, I do think it's a bit unnecessary as for factions and like possibly a bungee bungee influence I, I i don't know necessarily that that would be the case because i feel like factions would have to be f- a fair way along already unless bungee might help with the ongoing sort of live service aspect of it in terms of like uh, you know, they might just sort of say some of the things they've done with Destiny to, like, obviously keep it persistent and keep content rolling out. But I would imagine, like, as far as the, you know, actual makeup of the game, that would be fairly in place already. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit... I don't know. It's hard to be terribly excited about any of this, to be honest. But And, and I'm a big Naughty Dog and Last of Us guy, so... Um, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, when this is announced, I can't really imagine like anyone getting excited who's played the game before like i'm sure a lot of people will play it but i don't think it's going to be one of those like tent pole playstation do, announcements people get like weird like would you be like excited you in like, i'm I sure be? you would oh, no, right. no 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 i'm not even gonna ask you <laughs> it really depends like if, if if it's like pitched as just like a one-to-one remake then probably not but if they are kind of like touting it as doing different and, things and or like expanding like if it's a like um a final fantasy 7 like style remake of Last of Us, which I highly doubt it Broken would be. Broken into five parts over 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's, like, anything, like, anything new, I would be in for. Um, and, if hey, if they go, like, we've got a new Clex edition coming out with, like, a, a new clicker statue or whatever, I'm in, sure. Um, but I realise I'm part of the problem with that do you, point. Do you think a reimagined and refurbished version of the game's intro would hit you quite as hard again? Do you think you'd cry Probably. again? Oh, my God. I reckon, I reckon if it happens, I stream it and we see what happens, Brody. Let's we'll see, see what, what happens, happens naturally. You know? See what comes to you. Search your feelings. <laughs> the rumour, just quickly, I've just done some Googling. The rumour is that they're also working on a new sci-fi game and I reckon that's really that's right. exciting. Like yeah, seeing, like that's Naughty radically Dog, different. Like bring their like knack for storytelling to like something sci-fi. I think that could be mm. really cool. It'd be like yeah. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! If, if well, they that say was, that, that, that was, Dog well, that was Uncharted and it's, game, and it's traversal. I'm checking out. <sighs> Moving on. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Some, someone killed that conversation. I Look, as who. long as, as I'm, I'd <laughs> we all be, to, we all I will be once, happier and more excited if both of these projects are just done this year and released, and we know they're yeah. moving on to other things. I think, I, and, like, I, I and I'm to... pleased, like, if assuming the reports are to believe that there is like a, a presumably a new IP in the works or pre-production on something, I still think we see part three of The Last of Us at some point. But yeah, I wouldn't I mean, mind if we see a new IP introduced before that happens. Like, I'm. I mean, how bloody traumatic the last game is, like a 10-year wait for the next one suits me just fine. I'll take it. Maybe not 10 years, seven years, James, five years. James is rolling his eyes. <laughs> All right, let's move on then. And before we do a rapid-fire question, James, before I throw a rapid-fire question your way, ask you about game trials. Uh, we got confirmation of the prices of the new PlayStation Plus tiers with the second tier costing $19 per month and $135 a year and the top tier costing $22 a month and $155 a year. Uh, the top deluxe tier will include two hour long game trials that are expected to be applied to most games going forward. Uh, James, do you have any interest in being able to play a two hour demo before locking in a game purchase? <sighs> no, a lot of dead time to speak. <laughs> yeah, like, like, are you... <laughs> I was like, "Can I not hear?" Like, <laughs> no, sorry, I'm pregnant. Pause. I was just thinking about it. Um, 
Do you want five Wait. minutes? Jack, I, I sent you these sorry. questions ahead of time, so you can we do that, James. Okay, I was busy doing other things. Anyway. We'll cut <laughs> that, we'll cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> no, we don't have to cut anything. We have to be honest. Anyway, I, how do I feel about, like, I mean, I, I guess that's cool, but... I don't think this is for me. Like, it's probably the, the easiest way. I don't think it's for me. any of us, to be honest. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But which is like super. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I don't get. I, I feel like band-aiding that kind of shit can kind of like stop. Like you develop, like it just puts. Uh, yeah. more, I feel like creating, having to create, like a, a. I know it's like the idea is like you just play two hours of that game and then like, it's it's that's it like but that can still i just feel like creating extra work for developers to get shit on your service isn't good like i, I don't like yeah. that yeah really you know what it reminds me of like, it reminds me of like when you go to post something like across like multiple social media platforms and you've got like oh but the this like this little bit of ui here and i've got to change the location of this like there's just like all these nuances to different things yeah it's just like that pain maybe this is coming because i work <laughs> in social media and it's just like my daily it's like such a specific but... like you and issue <laughs> that, that, that everybody has i'm sure people understand what i mean about that like there's all I these like, I... little nuances and differences and if you have to do that when you're releasing a game like that That'd be a major headache and a major expense. I'd have thought as well. I do My wonder. Theory, um, I do wonder if it'll f- like because it's mandated for games like over thirty four dollars or whatever it is. I wonder if it'll like make and presumably the- length is a factor as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, what if you have like an expensive indie game that's only like three hours long? But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if it'll like force developers to try and make that first two hours like a real banger and like make them try and like change up their pacing because like what if you've got like a hundred hour RPG that takes like ten hours to get going. Like, I can I, think I, of two games that came out this year that could have desperately well, needed with that. Well, Horizon, I imagine. H- Horizon and Dying Light 2. Yeah, so I mean, like, uh, the pacing in those games doesn't really lend itself to a two-hour demo at all, so... Even Elden yeah. Ring, like, you play two hours yeah. of that. Like, you just die <laughs> yeah. over the, in the same section, like, for two hours. Like, it's it's tough. Like, I don't... Like, yeah, your Brody's right. Thank and you. And then, like... It, you're welcome. There's a first for <laughs> everything. <laughs> I it's it wow. is weird like I can't really picture how it's gonna work I guess like Steam kind of has this thing built in it's like a game trial mm. but you can just play any game for is it two hours and then get a refund no questions asked if you don't like it that in itself is quite controversial well yeah I agree and I, I think it like, is weird like I, I can't remember who just said it but like does does that mean developers are gonna have to take like are they gonna have to craft this two-hour experience or is it gonna come into like the actual development and, and making sure there's a cliffhanger at the end of that two hour period because if it does and I, I don't think it will like that's quite a, a big difference to just just dropping a game but i guess the flip side is like people could try games that they wouldn't have before and then maybe purchase it like i could see that happening yeah, on the but, flip then side. I can't, but then i can't help but feel that like you're saying that we say that all the time about game pass like, but then get, it's like and, but there's no mandates there you know, yeah. like yeah. people can try a game for as long as they want, really. Yeah, but not every game's on Game Pass. Like, we'll get like, well, and yeah, I think if every game has but is a trial, that, like, can, and I, I would also argue, like, how many games would people play on Game Pass for like 10 minutes and decide they don't want to play it ever again? I'd say, like, most games that probably happens with, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. But that's like, but that will, that could also happen here. But yeah, in, the, in the wake of that, extra work's been done to make that happen it's also like it's it must be hard because like you don't want to not launch on playstation like Mm. as a platform um 
Because just to, like, can we just like clarify? Like, is this for every game that's going forward? Or just the allegedly, uh, like nothing's been confirmed, but apparently any game that's like wholesale over thirty four dollars, which I'm assuming is like a retail of fifty or sixty See, that's, US. But that's that's nuts to me. Like, think about so. I think it's triple many- A. Yeah, like Assassin's like as an example, like an Assassin's Creed. Like I, I guess Ubisoft probably don't care. The, like, and the thing Assassin's is, it does sound whatever. stupid in the sense of like, oh, if someone can play two hours of a game, who's going to buy it? But then you can play like every EA game for ten hours, and I'm, I'm assuming like FIFA still does well, and obviously Battlefield doesn't do well, but whatever else <laughs> they have still does well. Poor so I don't know. Brave Battlefield. It's it's definitely going to be a big change. Like if if like you said, James, like if Assassin's Creed and COD and whatever else like you can literally play all of those games for two hours like that is a big deal like it's a big way of thinking a big like at the end of, of the day like i don't think they'll say oh it's too hard like i know that i just mentioned like mandates make it hard for developers for a developer like activision and all with dev 17 internal studios that, that we're working on cod now like i don't think they'll not make it for playstation you know if that were I don't, the case i yeah. don't i think if 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 developers want to create a custom experience it's going to be a lot of work but like we do already have game trials on like playstation and xbox that just like it just ends after two hours like you just play the game and it's literally a timer that that ends i just feel like at the, the end of that the idea of a demo has died had did die and is like kind of coming back now um the, i mean it's somewhat consumer but, friendly though right so like oh yeah 100 like, percent. Like, that's great people to jump in and try it. like i think for gamers it's a good result but yeah like maybe there are kind of unseen which is i think very much the topic of conversation like unseen consequences of doing that um especially these games that like they work so hard to get them out so yeah quickly. especially They're at the like moment yearly games yeah mm. um and yeah like brody said at the moment like what's going on um but I, there is something super enticing about, like, you're in the middle of a game, you're two hours in, you finish it, and then you're like, do you want to pay to unlock the rest of it? And you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I think that's that's quite cool, rather than back in the day, like, you'd play the demo and then play the real game, play through the same shit twice. Yeah. Um, I think the healthy medium, which obviously probably costs the most, is, like, say, what they did with Resident Evil, where the demos were kind of prequels almost. Like, they yeah. worked, they had a separate story and kind of built background for the main game. Yeah. Um, but obviously that costs a lot. So I don't think that's going to happen everywhere. But if, like, a developer who's, like, kind of mid-tier compared to it's, others like Capcom can do it... It's also, can. like, a game like Assassin's Creed, like, literally two hours wouldn't even be enough to reach the opening sequence either. Even so Hori- it's not Horizon. And Horizon like, and, like, any open board example. game, Dying Light, like... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Maybe it'll just flop and no one will ever use it, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I think in the past, like, these mandates and stuff. Gen- what? What are you laughing at, Louis? <laughs> <laughs> it's, he he might be laughing at mandates. mandates. It's just, like, so loaded at the moment. Every time you mention it, I'm, like, ready for oh, some big political sorry. discussion to kick off. No, it's all good. Okay. Sorry. I'll change the word. Just for you. <laughs> Um, whilst <laughs> even like, do you remember like back in the day, like you guys probably didn't care. No, Shadow might remember, but like we were like, you had to have it less than 600 meg or something. So like some people, some people, it just like, it feels like a little bit artificial. Um, I just want my, my big question is like, why, like why bother? It's worked for so long, you yeah. know, on PS3, yeah, it, 4 and like, 5. Is there a real like, demand why? for this? Like, is it... Like, who is asking? Like, do you just not want to give refunds? Is that what it is? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is that the issue? I... Um, I obviously, I, they've 
had to in some regions. Obviously, Game Pass is better, but I do think if it's literally, if it ends up being every AAA game that you can try for two hours, like I do think that is a big selling point. Maybe not at first, but I think after six months, if you can play literally the first two hours of hundreds of games, including God of War, Gran Turismo, everything else, like that is, it feels probably bigger than it actually is in the grand scheme of things. That's actually, I didn't even... I didn't even think of that. Like, I feel like a big, a big draw card of buying physical steel in Australia at certain retailers is you can return that game if you don't like it. And I think maybe Sony is missing out on... I know they're probably not thinking this way, but, like, I would never thought about that. That makes digital much more appealing if, like, you can try every game. Yeah. For, I mean, obviously, it's not the same as, like, buying it and returning it within a few days or whatever. Um, but that is still quite appealing if you can do that digitally. Yeah, yeah, I think you that's know, a big that's part just... of it as well. They want people to play the games and buy it digitally. And I don't know if that's a big... It's a bigger cut for the, the publisher as well, but maybe that's what they're pitching to the publisher, that you're getting X if they buy it digitally over buying it from EB or, or whatever else in Australia. Does EB still do the like seven-day thing? Like, if you change your mind about yeah. it like on day six, they you can do. bring it back. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I Elden Ring do it. must do that. <laughs> I think JB, you can even do it. I mean, it's case right. by case, like yeah. as advertised, but um, it's still a thing for the most. I mean, not like you. But like, uh, yeah, obviously that's stuff, more but... hassle involved in doing that than if it would be if it was just downloaded. And presumably, like if you do the two hours and then buy the physical edition, then like you say, it's not going to. I mean, maybe it would. I don't know. I nah, guess not I think PlayStation, it, unless they change I, that. But it's I'm assuming like you're only going to be able to play it once, right? Like, they're not going to be, let you do, like, two hours over and over again from that starting yeah, point. Yeah, I would assume it's logged to your account somehow. Yeah. Hmm. Another one? I don't know. It's to keep an eye on. It's like, if this is the case, like, why haven't they made a bigger deal out of it? Because I almost feel like that's a bigger deal than anything else that they've announced for this new PlayStation Plus. I know they've said there'll be game trials, but I feel like there's a big difference between you can play literally any AAA game for two hours than what they've said. So, I don't know. I'm sceptical still. Yeah. Yeah, and it's worth noting, like, all this is supposedly tied to the deluxe top tier, which is that $22 a month or 155 a year. So, you're kind of paying a premium for the service as well, I suppose. Um, all of that said, let me ask you a rapid-fire question and then check in on this one. Now that we've got a few more details about it, which PlayStation Plus tier are you getting? I think my answer's changed. I don't think I'm going to upgrade at all. I think I'm just going to stay put where I am. Shannon, rapid-fire question. What are you doing? I think I think Deluxe for, like, the PSP and PS1 and, and PS2 games. The middle tier, I think a lot of people do that. The middle tier feels redundant. James? I don't know at the moment. Um, are there any enhancements whatsoever for PS1, PS2 and stuff? We don't know. Yeah. I just... I think if it's I emulating... Know, I know it's a rapid we'll, fire, but, like, there's so much I want to talk I about know. with this. Like, I, <laughs> I, think, I think if it's <laughs> like, emulating locally, like, there would have to be some enhancement, to be honest. So maybe just, maybe the top one. I just, like, I don't even have a list. Like, what, just tell me what games I get. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, bye. we're going to ask this rapid fire question a third time, perhaps. Brody? Um, yeah, probably Deluxe. The tax man Brody will take care of it. Yeah. Three to the tax one. man will take care of it. That'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alrighty. With that, then, let's play a round of What the Wiki, the Press Start podcast game show, where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page from an unknown game, and the contestants must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins the round and takes home the points. Speaking of those points, James is on five, currently in the lead. Brody just behind on four. Myself and Shannon in third place tied on two points apiece. Kieran on one point, and Harry and Stephen tied on nil point. As last week's winner, James is in the hosting chair today. Thumbs up yeah, for the audio <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so many like props involved in James Theatrics today. I mean, I guess your hand's not so much a prompt prop, but for some it is. I digress. I don't know what yeah. that means. <laughs> anyway, um, cool. We ready? Sure am. Cool. Hit us. The game. Okay, I'm trying to start, <laughs> and you just interrupted me. <laughs> The game is Start presented now. in a third... Uh, I don't know if I can work with these people. <laughs> can I get a point just for being good? <laughs> the game is presented in a third-person perspective and the player can freely move in three-dimensional space, so basically any game, and rotate the camera in any direction. On the top left corner of the screen interface shows the status of the player's armor, a danger meter, which rises as the player engages enemies and a target lock. A radar is displayed in the bottom left corner... I'm going to skip this. The core of the gameplay is focused on stealth-based tactics, which require one to silently take out enemies using silenced weapons or other lethal attacks. However, most of the game is action-orientated, which involves the main character navigating through levels whilst shooting enemies. The game takes place in a variety of locations, including narrow interior streets of Washington, D.C., and the wide-open plains of Kazakhstan. Yes, Brody? Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Is it Splinter Cell Blacklist? It's not, babe. Sorry. Bore at the game. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry? He said Borat the game. Such a timely <laughs> timely reference. I said Kazakhstan. Like, <laughs> that? That's funny. In some stealth-based missions, the game has various puzzles, and some locations feature low-light ambience, or ambiance, if Ooh, you want wow. to be fancy, which forces the player to use their flashlight, despite its drawbacks imposed during stealth missions. We're back in, Brody. Thank you. You're welcome. I think we need to. I'm um, not sure what this is. Uh, you will know. The game takes place in 1999, and it follows Gabriel Logan and his partner Leanne Zing. Shannon, as they in- oh, I don't know what it is though. Shannon, siphon filter. It is siphon filter. Well, okay, I, I <laughs> was sure it was going to be a subtitle, but I'm glad. Why I was going to say What's I was going to po- say Dark Mirror. Is that a siphon filter game? Ah, uh, yeah, it is. Shit, I though. could tell Shannon was about to just like add some bullshit word to the yeah, end of I was the title, say and you cut him off just in time. <laughs> Amazing. So I picked ninety nine. I thought that was earlier than that. Crazy. No, I think the game's set in ninety nine, but it was PS one. Okay. But um, yeah, I picked that because it's obviously been re-rated. Um, so I'm assuming it's coming to that service. Is there a theme? You can fucking work it out, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmation I don't talk about themes. Theme. <laughs> no, I'm anti. Th- I'm not pro theme. I'm anti theme. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. So Shannon's on one. Um, the um. game is a visual novel adventure game. It was released in 2001 for the Game Boy Advance in Japan and has since been ported to multiple platforms. The game is a visual novel adventure game. Brody, don't throw your hands up. You might still get it. Yeah. Trust me. The game is a visual novel adventure game where the player takes the role of a rookie defense attorney Ewan. and attempts to defend. Yes, Ewan. Is it Ace Attorney? 
So uh, <laughs> Brody. I'm going to give that, f- for the sake of the show, I'm going to give that to you. It's Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, but I'm going to give that to you. So oh, congrats, Ewan. That's what it's, yeah. Jeez, we've gone lax on these rules. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, You're, I was just, Brody, you know, the shorthand name, that's all I was that doing. This next, one better be a, the next yeah. this next one better be a softball for fucking Gibbo, otherwise <laughs> I'm going to write. I'm just glad I paid attention to your tweets today, James, otherwise <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Is that the theme games you tweeted about this week? I'm it's not saying anything. Oh, I'm is. not confirming or denying. Oh, what the fuck? <sighs> I don't know what to do. I've got two left. Okay. <laughs> This one might no one will get, I think. If you've been focusing on my socials, you'll know, but otherwise, no. The game is an action video game based on the television show of the same name. It was developed by Ubisoft Shanghai and published by Ubisoft for PlayStation, Game Boy Color, Microsoft Windows, Game Boy Advance, and PlayStation 2. Now, um, there was no wiki entry for this game, so I had to go to the crappy games wiki to get an entry, so... Why it sucks. The beat-em-up section of the game is super simplistic and not challenging. Um, in this game, the main character uses her purse to beat up bad guys and gamers. Whoa. Sure. Uses her purse to beat up bad guys and gamers. The so the gamers section aren't of the game. bad guys, but they're getting beaten up anyway. Is that what that means? Uh, the why can I think of the, of the name? The shooting section of the game is similar to an arcade-style shooter. Brody, yep. Is it VIP? <laughs> It is <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I think I, I clipped out so hard when I said my name. Then sorry. <laughs> That's so fucking good. I'm so excited that you got that. Anyway, I guess oh, it no. was VIP. Tiebreak. Classic video game. Oh shit. I forgot okay. that was a thing. All right. Good. Good old fashioned tiebreaker. Um. Okay. We ready? Because you could all get this. You're all in. Yep. I believe in all of you equally. Kind of. The game is a first-person adventure game in which players traverse an island trying to find and capture different species using various contraptions. A hundred species are available for capture. Shannon. No. Shannon. Bug snacks. It is bug snacks. Oh, no! It releases this week on every other platform, as well as the expansion. So that's why I picked that one. So there was no theme. There was no theme. (laughs) I'm anti-theme. I tell you guys this all the time. I think Brody should win it, though. I kind of like like the no theme, because it really just does keep you guessing. Yeah, I agree. Wow. You really that turned was, around that, on that one, didn't you, Shannon? Yeah. Well, yeah, Wait when until I'm in, I've got a theme gonna... next week that you pick up on right away. And yeah. uh, I like no theme because I won. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Shannon. That's bumped you solidly into third place now with three points. So, closing in, closing in. It's a spicier competition. The, What's the James on? Here. James is five. on five. You're two behind James. Only one behind Brody is on four. Um... And I'm putting you in bold in the show notes. So I remember that you're hosting next week. But with that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site at pressstart.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. You can follow me at shancake underscore on the Twitter for all my big time tweets. <laughs> James... You can follow me on at jams, A-T-J-A-M-Z, on Twitter for a good time. 
and Brody. For uh, also good time, you can follow my OnlyFans. I mean, uh, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Brody underscore DG. Where, where was that? Uh, that's OnlyFans slash Brody underscore DG. Thanks. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxbury. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxbury. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.